Let's get it going. Let's get you out of here. And yeah, we'll, uh, roll me out. I'm much better yeah, than I was we'll yesterday. I was shocking yesterday. I would have had to have paused it every five seconds. So <laughs> this time, only every Let's couple of minutes. Oh, that was delightful. What a good note to start nice. on. Perfect. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It's another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. I'm joined uh, this week, um, of course, by Tony. Now, Tony, we're doing this. uh, We're putting this one in the can in advance in case one of us ever gets sick. But um, most, mostly we wanted to do this because it's pretty exciting. And we're not going to date this too far, I don't think. But um, uh, we've heard that Tony Tony told me that he's due for a little adventure, and he's going on the Titan Submersible next week. Now, that's kind of cool, right? So we got to get this thing done for the, for the future just in case something were to happen down there. Yeah, look, everything will be fine. I think carbon fiber is a as a well-proven um, material for all these kind of things. Um, super easy to inspect. Um, I think every sub in the past 20, 35 years has been built from carbon fiber. Nothing sort of innovative sure. about that. So I'm not sort of stressed about that. Uh, video game controllers, well, I never lose connection on my Xbox controller. So like, it sounds like it's going to be It's perfect. Flawless. Yeah. Like... I don't know why we do, like. Why isn't the aircraft field taking these shortcuts? The pa- the passenger record in aircrafts it's just too fucking safe. Give me cheaper fares. Like this sub is enabling me to go on because look, I'm 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 kind of rich, but I'm not like Elon Musk rich. I'm like generationally rich. Um, yeah, one or two rich. generations. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, sure. sort of Vanderbilt rich. Um, <laughs> who are the other ones? Rockefeller. Um, who are the French ones? Yeah. The bankers. Um, uh, ooh. Uh, the Rothschilds. I'm only oh, sort of yeah, Rothschild okay, sure. level. I'm not. I'm not Musk pre-Twitter rich, or Warren Buffet, as I heard somebody call him the other other day. Warren which Buffet, I thought, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, so yeah. I, I think it's going to go beautifully. I think I'm going to see some beautiful creatures, hang out with some uh, people at the bottom of the sea. It's going to be excellent. Yeah, those are the types of people you'd want to be in a small capsule with. Our um, couple of got the got the wacky billionaire guy and a couple of guy and his kid down there. Some sort of rich Middle Eastern uh, prince type feller and. You guys are going to have a great time down there. Really your type of crowd, actually, I think. It so is. Like, it'll just be some nice, nice people chat. Think, people think I'm a man of the people, which is true, but I'm a man of a certain type of people, not your everyday people. I'm a billionaire people kind of person. Yeah, me too. I would <laughs> I would be the cool billionaire if somebody would just let me do it. Oh, but what was his name um, in The Simpsons? Uh, it was Arthur Fortune. Is, oh, that's it that, right. is that the guy? Yep. It was, he was supposed to be like a Richard. Um, Richard Branson. Oh, the Richard type. Branson guy. Yeah, the, that's right. The, went evil, oh, James Bond style evil. 
Yeah, a little bit. Well, there's also Hank Scorpio, who's more of the James Bond style evil rich guy. There's oh that yeah. Guy. I did get a I did get a Globex a Globex hat recently, which I love. Oh nice. Um, it's really good. But no, yeah, it's it's true. Tony, you know, Tony actually, uh, it was it was all a gag. You're just going to be up here with us. Uh, but you're but you got a little cough, so we're gonna we're gonna tear through this episode this week as uh, Tony's picked up a little illness. So uh, we're gonna let him improve. Uh, but he's dedicated to the fans, so he was like, "We got to do something." Yeah, so we're only gonna do something. for the fans. You would say only fans, but uh, hey, I haven't so to- set that Tony- up yet. Tony fans is going to be great. We can't wait for Tony fans. It's going to be. Uh, Would you like a little you sneak peek? I'm good. Uh, we got five. You going to do a five five dollar a month situation? Now, some of these ones are picking up. I've seen ones oh, for twenty thirty bucks a month. Yeah. yeah. No, you got a corner in your niche. I'll, I'll get into some some weird stuff. Get myself into a little niche corner of the internet. Do some of that stuff that. Um, that Troy really liked, like the 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 instructions, <laughs> and like the yes the jerk off instructions or whatever. <laughs> Pretty nasty. Um, yeah, that that sounds good. Uh, it was the uh, it was the Fourth of July here, Tony. Um, Happy Bastille Day! I guess it, when is it was the Fourth of July. It was the Fourth of July where where you were too, but you guys don't get a holiday for it. No, the um, movie wasn't that that big in Australia. Don't get me wrong; it was big, but. Um, yeah, it wasn't big enough to have a public holiday just because the movie was was big. Bastille Day is the fourteenth. Oh, that's right. Um, the uh, the yeah, I don't know. Fourth of July, not much. It's just American Cinematic Universe stuff for me. I don't know. I always feel really weird, part like being around. Yep. Um, and you got everybody doing the, you know, American flag, everything, and. Uh, it's not, it's not that I, I guess the, I like the day off, but I'm not really looking to participate in like the, the fourth grade fairy tale thing or whatever. So look, if I, it's not, not for me, if I had have been um, well enough to do a show last week, I would have recommended people to do something patriotic and check out on Fox nation, the Rob Snyder comedy special. Oh my God! I, 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 do you think Brian will watch it? He watches these things like it's his job, like literally. He, <laughs> he's working. Like, but I don't think he watched Roseanne's. I don't think he forced himself to watch Roseanne's. I know he watched Foxworthy's. But yeah, but Foxworthy has always been a talented joke writer, regardless of what you think of his his politics. You can't say Roseanne never made her her millions on being a good joke writer. She was always a charismatic performer. She's lost that now. And with her appalling politics, well, it's always terrible. And Schneider was never a, a like leading stand up. He was always like a like movie guy, I was thought. But I've seen some of the uh, TikTok lowlights and oh he's missing these things called jokes. There's no setup. There's certainly no punchline and Fuck, I don't think he's ever heard of the word tag. There's a lot of so, rants. Oh God. It's like so we had a friend um we had, we had a friend in town this past over the weekend um who we had a we had a lovely dinner with with uh with them. And uh her uh husband is a, a listener of Adam Carolla's podcast. Oh. I don't know if he's an acolyte of his belief system, but yep. I maybe has been listening to his podcast for a long time. I don't know. But he was performing in Vegas this weekend, and I'm like, "What does he do?" So, 
Um, apparently, he does comedy. He was performing at a comedy club. Does he? Really? Doing something adjacent to comedy. He's never been a stand-up, really. Um, I mean, I know he's done stand-up, but not. I wouldn't say it in a, in a way that was any good. Yeah. Um, he's not Bill Burton working it out every night. No, no, he's not a he's not grinding away at it like um you know, I don't, I don't know. These guys are doing like even even um freaking Kevin Hart's banging out new hours, yeah. you know, all the time. Whether I care for it or not is another yep. story, but sure, you know. He he's not doing that. So um they went to they went to see him. It was it was um it was a birthday gift and it was uh, predictably awful. Um you know, but in between just like the weird grievances and um, uh, just like doing improv bits, asking for improv topics and cho- and quote unquote what? choosing like hermaphrodite and tr- and trans or whatever. Uh, he's just like has a big notepad of jokes and he's saying things like, "Ooh, I haven't told this one yet. Like there's no rehearse. There's no there's no plan or anything. This guy is not practiced. Fucking like uh, he's got to be in his sixties, right? He's yeah. sixty something, isn't Easy. he? He did four. He did four shows on Saturday, and yeah, he did a four thirty, seven thirty, nine thirty, and eleven thirty. What do you think? You're, I mean, by nine thirty, this guy's in the. He's done, right? I mean, he's wiped. So uh, I guess people walked out. It was pretty bad. People walked uh, I was, out. I was laughing. People walked out, yeah, and it probably Love wasn't it. a cheap ticket either. I was, I'm sure that was a seventy five dollar, seventy five dollar yep. ticket if you paid list for it. Look, um, of all, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I all the guys, guys that you could have thought might have turned like left uh, over this sort of like as everybody, every comedian has basically gone to the right because it suits them. Um, your Jim Brewers, your Joe Rogan, because oh, it's yeah, Adam Carolla. It's a it's much easier, right? It's yeah. much easier to just be like, the reason nobody thinks I'm funny is because they're all woke. Not, I, don't, I fucking suck ass. That's, you know? that's very true. But out of all of them, like right. Bill Burr just turning completely left is like yeah. one of the biggest shocks for me. It's like it would have been so easy for him if he was lazy. He was never a lazy comic. But some of these other guys you wouldn't have expected from either. But he, he's like, no, I'll actually just still like, put out great work, but I'll stick to my political leanings. And as the open window sort of turns, he's he's become sort of this, at least to me, sort of this hero of the left comic in sort of... And he wouldn't have been the guy that I picked out of out of everybody because um, he's always got such a rough, like, Boston... Yeah, he's a little gruff, but he's got... The, you know, Boston guys, Boston guys can go either way, though. That's the yeah, thing true. with anyone from Boston is you can... Run into us. You can run into fucking Sully, who is full on Trump yep. finance, bro. Or you can run into Murph, who is like all of a sudden. Ele- either union. way, they're gonna beat yep. beat your ass or whatever. But yep. they're, both they're both hitting you with a different crowbar. You know, whatever. It's yep. fine. But, and it's good uh, to have a crowbar come from the left side occasionally. Right. Yeah. Make a guillotine while you're at it. Right. Let's yep. improve our tool set here. Yeah. Uh, I did. Um. I did. I did celebrate the fourth with some time over at the Silver Stamp, where they had their annual hot dog eating contest. Where our own Kello Watt was a judge oh. of the hot dog eating contest. Was so she, she like one of those wing girls in a bikini? Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't have her dress up, which I thought was a shame, but it was okay. Yeah, you um, saved that for the evening. 
You're right. Normal. Hey, every every night at nine fifteen, dress up time. The uh, what's your favorite dress up, by the way? I imagine because I saw one guy and and this um, at uh, one of the pride parades dressed up as a Bud Light and trolled the uh, the protesters. It was tremendous. Um, uh, I. I don't know that the funniest one I saw yesterday was Rose, the owner of the Silver Stand, dressed up as a hot dog. So I was really using yep. a full-on hot dog costume. So I could I really imagine you in a banana costume, that. not a hot dog guy. I, as a child, I dressed up as a cell phone once for Halloween. I was, oh, a, I was cool. a like a I, '90s car phone, pretty much. I could see you also in the T-Rex suit, or you know the suits where you've got the legs out the front. I reckon you'd be one of yeah. those guys where you're riding an emu or yeah. or something. But I'm doing it hot though. I'm getting. I'm putting like a big pair of titties on the. Uh, oh yeah, you still got paces on the T-Rex. T-Rex. Yes, yes, right. Yeah, the T-Rex. I think it's cool. Looks awesome. Um, but the uh, it was funny that the you know this is just true with any. This is how far we are from being professional athletes, Tony. Um, and we always. I I think you've probably seen the thing where. Um, people were making fun of Brian Scalabrini and uh, these high school kids thought they could beat him and he absolutely fucking obliterated them like yeah. 21 to nothing in five seconds. Um, uh, the winner of the hot dog eating contest at Silver Stamp got nine in five minutes. Um, so that's pretty good. You know, he, uh, he wasn't doing, you know, he was trying to do Solomon method stuff, right? Where he's splitting the hot dog in half and then taking it down and, Putting the bun in the water and all that stuff. Yep. But um, okay. Uh, now Joey Chestnut had ten minutes, and he had sixty-two. So this is this is the gap that exists between us and professional athletes. Even in now, how many minutes did this guy have? Very far. He only had five. Okay. So he did nine in five minutes, so he had half the amount of time. Now, so you know he was on pace. You would think he was on pace probably for sixteen or so. You know, because he will slow down. I think. What's your honest number? As a non-professional eater, just a, a, a what we would call a recreational eater, where do you reckon your number would honestly stand in that five minutes? How many hot dogs could I eat in yeah, five minutes? If you could push yourself, I think I could eat four. I think I would eat four hot dogs. That's that's, that's a very the, honest, the number. straightforward. Yeah. yeah, I settled on. I could get the first two down in the first minute. I reckon, and then that curve is just going. Oof. Off a our, our friend Joey, our friend Joey, who's a bartender at Stamp and and, and various other places, um, he he did he competed and he did, he got six and I sort of would put myself, um, not I'm not quite as um, what's the word? I think Joey is more willing to push himself than I am. I'm not really willing to like extend my uh, eating four is going to be extending myself beyond the bounds of what I really want to do anyways. So. But that's the thing with eating. Like we all eat a little too much from time to time and think, Oh Jesus, I've overeaten. But when you're pushing yourself did it this week, yeah. like that in an eating comp, that's a whole different level of pain. And yeah, that, no, yeah. I, I don't think I could put myself through it as much as it doesn't look like something that is a real challenge. I'm sorry. Not for me. So there was a tie. Uh, two guys got nine. And to break the tie, they had to chug a 26-ounce Rainier, um, which was uh, which did get totally dominated by the guy who won. He took it down in about six seconds. It was pretty impressive. Um, 
but uh, it was kind of fun. Uh, a little crowded in there for the for the hot dog contest, but uh, we had a nice time. I recommend recommend it. Hang out at the stamp on the holidays. It's always good. Sounds um, like a, an awesome place to hang out. Um, I did overeat this weekend, by the way. I went to we went to Delilah at the Win with these friends with the friends you saw Adam Carolla, and um, it's kind of cool. It's like a it's like they got like it's like a twenties vintage thing where they've got um, like the live jazz singer and everything, and it's just way too much food. But it was highly delicious. So if you're in Vegas and you want to do something that's insanely overpriced because there's some live music with it, give it a shot. <laughs> Now it is good, but how much is a cab out to the Silver Stamp? Like, if you're a beer nerd, you're, you're listening to um, this show. Is it worth it getting in an Uber on an off-peak? Where time? are we staying here? We, we want to peak. We want to pick. Uh, we we have we have classy listeners. They're staying at what do we think? Circus Circus Manor, uh, uh, the Greek Isles, uh, Casino Royale, Travel Lodge, Casino Royale. Um, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe on a, maybe if they're there on their honeymoon, Excalibur. Apparently, that's um, got an upgrade recently. Not as terrible as you once think. The outside still asks. That might be true. I, I have not, I, I have not set foot in there since every time I've set foot in there, I've been propositioned. Uh, I'm not, not taking my chances. In the, in that the tended to happen Excalibur to me anymore. at the old Vajasis. When it was still around, oh yeah, sure, the old rid- school one. Yeah, with now it's nice. It has now, a nice car now you're- cafe in it. Yep, nice car cafe in the roller coaster. Yep. Uh, now you're getting approached by a, a much higher class um, composition, yep. at least, because so, it's nice in there. Maybe the trop, because um, it's it's a shithole. Yeah, okay, so let's say trop, the soon-to-be blowed-up trop. Um, I would say it's a it's not far. So um, it's really not even a mile from the stratosphere. So oh, really? it's um. Yeah, it'd probably be a fifteen. Yeah, there's somewhere right? our I listeners mean, could stay. The the stratosphere. It has been re- it has been renovated. That's another one that I haven't um, played eyes so on. So far in from a, everything. In like, it's very far from everything. You can't do anything there. Uh, if honestly, if if you guys are downtown people, which and you, you want to stay I at am. Circa, Circa is a lovely new property in in downtown. Uh, your cab ride will probably be – it might be under $10. It won't be. Nothing's under $10, but it might be around $10 for you. Get wow, what a bargain. I didn't realize it yeah. was so central to everything. So it's yeah, it's right there. Um, it's right. So the arts district is right there. Like oh, if you just go past yep. north of the stratosphere. I know where you are um, Yep. You'll, uh, you'll see it, and there's a, a bunch of good – you can spend the whole day down there. You can have a nice dinner. Uh, you can have lunch at Abel Baker, eat a banh mi, go over to Silver Stamp. Go have dinner at Main Street Provisions or Esther's Kitchen. Have yourself a nice day in the Arts District. Yeah, because um, like the prices of bars on the Strip is ridiculous. Don't ever. Oh, dude, it's fucking crazy. Yep. Uh, we were at Resorts World, and um, every, you know people are. I, I always gamble, and I just gamble, and I I I'll just take my chances and try to get a free drink. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, people are coming up and buying eleven, twelve dollar Michelob Ultras, or fourteen, fifteen dollar gin and tonic. What like, does boy golly, you know? What does eleven dollars get you at the stamp, for example? Does eleven dollars get you at the stamp? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want, it'll be two Rainiers and an Underberg, uh, or it could be um, 
I don't know, I'm sure you could get a, a nice pour of some highly imported uh, Spanish or Basque cider or something, you know, or you could get some... Um, uh, I know you can get a Flens. I think a Flensburger, a bottle of Flensburger Munich Dunkel is like eight bucks. Like the swing go. top. Flensburger. You got you money left that. over for a snack. Oh yeah, and you can get a hot a hot dogs five dollars if you want to eat. Hot dogs five dollars. Pickle chips are three dollars. Pickled eggs are five bucks. I think. I might need to uh, contact your your friend over at the stamp because I've been tasked with doing some cheese pairing, so I might need some advice. And I know she's a qualified cicerone, so. Might no, she's she knows what Rose knows what she's doing. You're might gonna need, might need to get to some get good ideas there. Her. For sure, I'm sure she'll help. Yeah, because um, while we have a world class brewery in Mafra, we also honestly have a world class uh, cheese company. So, and they've I've won. heard this. I'm I'm yeah. interested in the cheese company. So um, now I got a tip, Tony. Yeah. Also, that the founders of the Craft House Brewery. Uh, one of the founders who still owns a stake but doesn't brew there anymore, obviously, moved, they moved to Australia. They, really? So I'm supposed to be meeting up, potentially. Rose is trying to set us up to meet with the former Craft House founders, so we'll see if we, we get to pull that off somehow. I don't know where they are, so. Yeah. That's, they're they're there in the, in the Victoria area, so <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. No, it's a well, big state. So. Yeah, but uh, let me know because um, I might find them at a beer event somewhere if they're still into beer, or I could certainly tap them some, for some advice because they're. Yeah, let me um, let me see if I can hit them up. See what's going yeah. on. Um, Tony, I did want to give a little show update actually. Um, so the Celt- the famous seltzer bracket is coming up. Uh, so I thought next week we will we will try to have Kelloat uh, back on to break down the the all thirty six or so competitors um i won't have they, i i've begged them i've begged them to give me a let me make a randomized bracket for them so that we could we could like play in advance yep um but i'm not sure i'll be able to pull that off so um they because they're like well we'll just pick we'll just pick it out of the cooler i'm like yeah sure that's fun but it doesn't help me no um i'm here for content yeah. So uh, we'll hey, at least be able to break we, down the... We seed at least our top four in a bracket. Hey, they can get upset, but we need to at least seed the top four in the, uh, in the bracket. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm be so, I, I get that every game, you know, it's just like in the, um, you know, like the, the NFL playoffs. I get it. Every game is tough. You know, you got to be good teams. But it is, you know, it would be bad if, like, two of the best ones get picked off right away, right? Like, what if you yeah. have Bud Light Cola and Simply Lemonade in the Ooh. first round, you know? Then you're really, you're really like, having to make the hard decisions right off the bat Yep. on a cold palate, you know? It's tough. It is tough. Um, anyways, uh, we should, that, that'll be next week. We'll be doing a little bit of that. That'll be exciting. That will be exciting. Um, yeah, we can't wait. Uh, and then I have to go to Chicago and uh, and act a fool, go to Rev, drink a bunch of uh, barley wine. It's going to be lovely. Excellent. But uh, That'll be a hard hard yeah. week for you, hanging out oh, there. Tired, tired thinking about it already. Yep. Well, yeah, breathing smoke, getting Look, rained on. I, I don't often bring up this sport um, because most of their fans are assholes and dickheads. Um 
But did you see the Chicago street race in NASCAR this week? Absolutely bonkers. It rained a lot. It um, did. I didn't watch it, but I did see some of the footage of it. it. It appeared to be total insanity. And did you see who got a win? Was it an Australian fellow? No, it wasn't an Australian fellow. But uh, the um, English would call him an Antipodean. It was a New Zealander. It was a sheep shagger. Oh, he does okay. compete right. in Australia in the V8 supercars, and he's he's a three-time champion, Shane Van Gisbergen, so he got the win. Congratulations to him. I still don't like him. I still think he's a tool. He drives for Holden. <laughs> I'm a Ford man through and through. So fuck that guy. But hey, Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh, before we get into Discord and whatever else, um, I just want to get – See if I can get some of you guys' point of view on this. Griff, you haven't seen it yet, so I'll get you to do some research. Um, on the Ashes stumping, look it up. There was a stumping with um, Bearstow this week and the English have erupted that it's unsportsmanlike, even though it was within the rules. Um, let's see if I can get you a clip while we're... Yeah, let me see here. So let me... Uh... All right. <laughs> uh, they're going to explain it to me. What's going, what is actually going on? Okay. Um, so what had happened is normally you get stumped if you're trying to play a shot and you step out of your crease, which is like you've got to stay behind um, when you're batting. Right. It's like um, standing in your batter's box. You've got to be behind, have one part of your shoe behind it to be legally in your ground. But normally with a fast bowler, you never get stumped. This guy thought the over was over, even though nobody told him it was over and that he could just wander outside of his crease and the Aussie threw the stumps mm-hmm. down. Completely legitimate play. Happens all the time in Australian competition and happens in a lot of other places. But in England, it's considered not part of the spirit of the sport. Mm-hmm. To me, and this is like the pinnacle of cricket, like is there anything in any sport as spirit of the sport that is written in the rules, but he's kind of against the spirit of play, like in baseball or I, ice hockey. Or This is what the, this is English people thing though. This yeah. is English people are, are love this stuff. This happens in every sport that is seeming that is popular in, in England. Uh, golf has a lot of this, I think. Oh, good, um, good call. Yeah. I think soccer, Doesn't you know, it? English, English soccer players, do have this like, and baseball has some of this too, right? The like, uh, gentlemanly play type of thing, and I think soccer and English soccer players have some of that. That's been beaten out of them to this point a little bit, but I think there was more of that, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. But um, they do have, they just have that about them, and I think probably Australian Australian sports strike me as being, I, they are still strange to me. But yep. they remind me more of American sport than they do of English sport, I guess, because there's playoffs and stuff like that. You guys like are a little more cutthroat in nature, and I'm not sure that a sport like cricket where you guys are – it's like golf, right? They're wearing polo shirts. They're out there. It's all about like, you know, we're here for the spirit of the game and, and for the, the nice day outside and all that stuff. No, you're not. You're professional yeah. sports people. You've been professional yeah, sports people for I agree. eons. Cricketers were one of the first to become professionals out of any sport in Australia or England for that matter. 
and this idea that it's a gentlemanly game and you're bringing the sport into disrepute, it's it's it's, it's dumb and it's is only ever something, said by listen, the losers. Is this yeah? Is this something that would happen in the India Pakistan game? Yeah, this would, and it would probably cause an international incident. But hey, anything that is even the slightest well, saying, like controversial between those two com- nations. That's, com- that's going to be a competitive. That's like the most competitive cricket match, right? I mean, that's oh, it's up there. Yeah, Australia and England go goes back a long way. There's a lot of like drawn out yeah. bullshit history. Um, that uh, yeah, less likely a war breaks out as a in relation to it. If there was going to be a war between Australia and the UK, it would be over the ashes, though. You think so? Yeah, it could yep. be. All right, so you're, it's up there. But I think um, uh, I think anything like this, I mean, it goes. Yeah, I don't have any problem with it. I mean, I don't really get – I don't entirely understand the rules of cricket. It's a little, still a little gibberish to me. Yep. I'd love to go watch, you know, some some amount of it. but Yeah, wrong time. Um, yeah, I know, but uh, it's um, it, I, I you know, listen, this is and this is the thing with baseball too. You know, people get mad about little tricks that guys are playing or little like sneaky things they're trying to do to win the game. I'm not saying that you should be cheating, yeah. but if it's within the rules of the game, it's in the rules of the game. I don't know what do I tell you. You know, yeah, that that's my view. Oh. Anyway, sorry yeah, to I'm, I'm on board with you. Yeah, that's that's good. I, uh, I I still don't quite. I don't get most of the lingo. It all sounds like gibberish to me, but I do enjoy reading it because it sounds so. Silly. Do you understand the basics of the game? Not really, but okay. I bet I could. Pe- I bet if I were watch, if I would sit down and watch it, I would piece it together pretty quick. It's just yep. that you look at everything and you're like, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll try and give you the explainer in the briefest way possible without going into a whole bunch of details. There's a whole bunch of details of when you change um, the person um, pitching the ball, who use your ling- mm. lingo, um, and all that sort of stuff. We won't worry about all that stuff. All you need to know, it's 11 of a side. At any, two to- at any yep. time you can have, you have to have two batsmen, one at each end of the pitch. It's played on a grass pitch that's been mowed down and the ball gets pitched in and the um, person batting, which is same as in baseball, um, they bat, but the rules are different. You can hit it anywhere in a 360-degree angle. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you get it over the rope um, on the full, like a home run, in any direction, that's six. And if you get it along the ground or it bounces once, or it bounces however many times, that's four. They're the basic okay. rules. There are so many different ways to go out. You can be hit in the leg in line with the stumps. The ball can hit the stumps. You can get caught like in baseball. Um, but you you don't get um, multiple at-bats. You get um, you can bat for as long as you want, as long as you don't go out. So they're the basic rules. There you go. hope that makes that's sense. That's pretty good. All right. Uh, I, yeah, I'm getting there. All right, we'll, we'll piece it together. Yeah. I do want to watch it. I need to watch it. That's the thing. That's the only way you ever understand anything is you have to sit through it. Yeah. Um, all right, Tony, why don't we do some Discord stuff? Haven't been haven't done it in a while. All right. We, uh, we did take the week off last week, so Corey was kind of sad that I didn't get to read him a Bud Light story. So we'll, we'll do it now. 
Um, Corey posted this from um, USA Today, which is a paper that I think the Simpsons put it best, which is this is it's the only paper brave enough to tell us uh, the truth that everything is going great. <laughs> um, so uh, Bud Light was offering a $15 beer rebate for 4th of July weekend amid boycott. I actually did not take advantage of this. Oh, no. For one reason, uh, I don't care for Bud Light. Um, <laughs> they're offering $15 off on purchases of a 15-pack of Budweiser, Bud Light, Bud Select, or Bud Select 55. And in places where it sells for less than 15, the beer would be practically free. So no, get it via digital prepaid card. It wouldn't you can redeem be it on the Bud Light free. website. It would, it would be free and you'd be getting paid for it. You'd be getting paid to take the product essentially yes it'd be like I mean, you're pretty much paying for gas you know well that's <laughs> if, probably if covered need. as well because you could just yeah i know if it's, if it's, for, if it's 13, get a 15 pack for less than 15 bucks i mean honestly a 15 pack of bud light is probably 12.99 yeah i don't think it is 15 dollars in u.s because i know a six pack is usually 4.99 yep Maybe five ninety nine at the most, but I, I don't think a fifteen pack's going for fifteen bucks. Maybe I'm maybe I'm like stuck in here. Let's just look it up. What if I went to Smith's? What if you went to Target? Of Bud, Bud Light, Target, twelve ninety nine at to Target. Target. Oh shit! It's um okay. Well, hold on. Fifteen pack, twelve fluid ounces, cans. Ding! It is twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. I'm right. I was right. So you're getting you're getting two bucks. You go to the Target on uh, Lake Mead and Water Street and get yourself a 15, 15 pack of Bud Light, a size that didn't exist when I was in college or anything. I really wasn't buying the fifteen pack. So what pack size were you buying? Because in Australia we were traditionally a tw- twenty four or a thirty can. It was six six twelve for Bud Light. It was like six twelve. Oh, six. Tw- Six, six, twelve, maybe eighteen and twenty-four. Okay, so, all, so we all. just went six, twenty-four, and some brands went up to thirty, and they were your budget brands like your Bud Light. I think eighteens, eighteens were usually. Were there eighteen packs of bottles? I don't really remember. We would only do six, twelve, and twenty-four, pretty much. Yep. I never bought an eighteen pack, but um, and then the cheap beers came in thirty racks, so yep. you'd have Keystone, Hand, um, Keystone Natty Light came in came in thirty. Yep. Um, um, but in craft in Australia, if you're buying a, a portion of craft, it's generally in a 16-pack. Don't know whether it's the same in the States. Interesting. No, no. A no. 16-pack would be a new one for me too. Because um, that's 4-4 four, four was a 16, so that's sort of how they break it down. That does make sense. We we can get four packs pretty easy. That's, that's never a problem. But um, my favourite packaging right now, Oh man! Bud Is it Light. the ultra uh, my favorite, right wing can? My favorite, my favorite packaging style is the ultra right wing can for forty eight dollars. I think is my favorite one. Um, no, it's the uh, it's Pizza Port that doing six packs of sixteen ounce cans. I think that's awesome. Six pack of sixteen ounce um, Pizza Port IPA for whatever eleven ninety nine or something. So that's pretty that's pretty solid to me. Man, we're getting sidetracked. We want to get this thing done in 20 minutes because that's about all my voice can stand. Let's keep it cracking. All right, here we go. Um, uh, Max Allotment posting. Uh, how's this sound, Tony? Um, 
Alaska Distillery smoked salmon jello shots. That sound good? Uh, they savory? Then yes, I suppose. They're going to taste like smoked salmon, I would presume. These, they got some smoked salmon vodka, flavored vodka. I don't know if that's for me, but maybe it's interesting in a Bloody Mary. Uh, I don't know. If you're if you're doing like a Caesar type drink or using the Clamato or something like that, maybe there's something for this here, but I don't know. Um uh other other stuff here. Um uh PMAC. Oh PMAC had a good question. Uh, he would love a beer engine pod breakdown of thialized phantasm and hop keef. Um but he was drinking this IPA from one drop. Uh, brewing company, Thialized IPA with Phantasm. Now, I think Phantasm is just a heavily branded uh, hop, right? It's just some... Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. It's just some specific hop, yeah. um, proprietary... Oh. oh, no, no, it's not. This says it's a new double IPA with a new ingredient we've been loving of late, Phantasm, made from N2 Sauv Blanc grape skins that are rich in thial precursors so okay. they're using this whatever this stuff is that's made out of grape skins and got thials so maybe next week we can break down what that is because all this stuff is outside of my yeah, um, some of this is just branded used. hops no like hop keef is just some trademark of a of a hop technique or something i don't yeah. know if it's like a if it's like a um it's a cryo version the cryo, yeah, okay, so that's, a, that's, cryo, a, that's a cryo Nelson Sovin or something like that, and then um, now what's thialized mean? It's a yeast um, technique. Oh, thialized yeast, thialized yeast um, gets you a lot of precursors to a lot of those fruit flavors. Not that the yeast itself holds those fruit flavors, but it actually sets up a lot of the fruit flavors once you add them in the form of hops. So that's why you would All use right. a thialized yeast. Well, I'm sure this was good. Yep. Nice job, PMAC. That sounds fun. Uh, Corey buying the beer barrel time. Nice job. Got it. You can't say anything, but that's damn good work to get out there and, and get your hands on that. That yep. was probably a tricky beer to land. So, And as somebody um, who has had that in the past, I can recommend that's a beer that blew my beer. mind. I got a bottle in the house right now that I've not opened yet. Um, Max Lotman drinking some Living Ribbons from Tonewood, a simple little wit beer transformed by lemongrass. That sounds nice. Lemongrass wit looks delicious. And then our buddy Tom having a cuff and a crease from Microphone. Microphone coming in with the West Coast IPA, which is nice. I will uh, maybe try to get my hands on that when I'm in Chicago in just a couple of weeks. Um, Otherwise, I think... No, oh, we gotta. You didn't go back far enough. You didn't get any of my stuff. I didn't stuff. go back far enough. Oh no, I missed. Um, you missed what me. Did I miss here. You missed my. Where you at? What day is that, Tony? The twenty third. Twenty third. It's Tony. Is Ooh. oh yeah, you guys were in. Um, you guys were in Melbourne going nuts here. So I was there by you, myself. Uh, Oh, you were there by yourself? All right. So this is at Inner City, Melbourne, Collingwood at Beer Mash Forte OO. Okay, this is some stout that you're drinking. They were fine. Then went to Beer Mash. Um, Their their beers were were great. Um, All Gas, No Breaks was was really delicious stout. Um, 
But to me, the standout there, which maybe I've got it in the kitchen, but was the birria tacos. They were absolutely killer. Yeah, you talked you you talked about this. So we mentioned that the the dingo dingo ate was it dingo ate my taco. Dingo yeah. ate my tacos is going to be at the Blobfish Festival. Yep. So you had to get your hands on um, some of the birria tacos, and they look good. You got the consomme there. Yep. Oh, um, you got the uh, the. This looks like the tortillas have been dipped in the consomme before loading up. Um, and you said these are delicious. Yeah. Absolutely outstanding. I also love in, in this in the kitchen that uh, Nick Torque posted the salted egg fish skin chips. Not going to um, lie, I'm kind of down for that. That's. I would absolutely try those. Yeah, those yep. sound fine to me. Um, I, I love anything strange like that. But um, yeah, just oh, we had we did a few other beers. I should I should point yep. out. So we had Tony drinking some Scotch ale. That's cool. We have. Chris Drunk Uncle out there drinking some Keller beer and some, um, is this Knock Knock? Oh, we got a Hazy IPA. I know he loves the Hazy IPAs. That's cool. Um, this was at Batson River. Um, and then, oh, there you go. Some Moosehead Lager and uh, some Rising Tide uh, Main Island Trail Ale. Very good. And Austin Street Brewing, which is a brewery I've been to, and the beer is very lovely. And uh, Nick Torque was, of course, uh, uh, traipsing around drinking some Banshee barley wine at Boat Rocker. Next one down is the one I was son of a bitching at. Oh, the Peanuts? No, the the Boat Rocker just ram Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The barrel and all the ramjet in the barrels there. That's what it's like going to Revolution, dude. It's just stacks and stacks of barrels of... Various beers, it's amazing. And um, some Anabraxis. You know what? From Corey. Yeah, we got t- Corey drinking some abra- vanilla Abraxis. Me drinking Cantillon at uh, Silver Stamp. That was awesome. Um, and then uh, it gets into where we were, where I was asking about an Australian brewery, Tony, called Bonehead, which I'm kind of fascinated by. It looks like they're doing some interesting stuff here. Um, Maybe a little too artsy, though, uh, Nick says. <laughs> Earl Grey I'm Tea IPA, it. I will say, was one of the worst beers I ever had. But by the same okay, token... Okay, so maybe these guys are just... Maybe these guys just have a great graphic designer and yeah. their, their beers aren't hitting the target. But it, right. No, it wasn't their beer that was the problem. It was by another brewery called Pirate Life. Um, um. Oh, I, I've done some Earl Grey in the past, and it can work because of the amount of bergamot in it, giving you that that orangey flavour. So, yeah. Ellie used to make a Earl Grey shortbreads sometimes for the holidays. They're really good. Sounds delicious. And they're nice. All right, so that's the Discord. Now, why don't we do a quick? Lo- before, oh, sorry. Yes. Before we leave the Discord, um, just a quick note: um, we do have a new hashtag new thread, whatever you want to call it, new channel, that's yep. what we call it. That's right. Um, it's called Beer Engine Pod in Australia. Yep. So we can put any any of our Australians or any people who have tips, um, go ahead and post it in that group. We'll try to plan our trip here, trying to get our dates nailed down. I did book my flight from Sydney to Melbourne the other day. So Who are you flying um, with? I, I'm just going straight Qantas. It was the best price, honestly. Oh. It was cheaper okay. than... Cheaper than Jetstar or whatever, so Jetstar's fine. 
Tiger's the yeah, one in Australia that's kind of got a bad rep. And plus I get to go to, if I fly Qantas, I get to go to the lounge. So I'm just going to take my lounge, my lounge hang. Um, but uh, and if you want to join us on Discord, by the way, you can just click on the little video game controller guy at the bottom of our website, which is beerengineshow.com. Uh, or you can uh, send us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com. Uh, or give us a donation, ko-fi.com slash beerenginepodcast, uh, or just drop me a note on Instagram, beerenginepod on Instagram, and we will, um, of course, get you into the Discord. Come chit-chat with us. It'll be fun. Tony, why don't I tell people my beers of the week? I don't think you've been drinking any. We can go to Lager of the Week first, though. Griff's Lager of the Week. Griff's Lager of the Week. Ooh, Tony, I think I got to go. I was torn. Corey's, Corey's draft list took a big level up this week because they put two good loggers on. Um, one was the, the Freem Lager. It's not even Freem Pills. It's not Freem any. It's just Freem Lager. They have a new year-round lager. comes in a gold can. It's just called Lager. It's lovely. Uh, and then the other one is from a brewery called Occidental. Their Northwest Pilsner, and I think I'm going to go with that one. That one's a little, uh, um, uh, a little uh, more unusual, I guess. So I'm going to look it up here on Untapped Northwest Pilsner. It, uh, it's got Elma hops added late in the boil and in the whirlpool, and then dry hop with Styrian Wolf hops. Northwest Pilsner, sort of a hoppy, you know. Northwest, uh, like a Northwest IPA would be, like a Deschutes IPA might be, but it's a Pilsner, and it tastes great. Um, it was a tough choice between those two. I was also drinking a uh, a, reasonable, a reasonable amount of Kolsch, which I know isn't lager, but uh, Reisdorf Kolsch that they just have permanently at Silver Stamp. The keg they have right now is extra crispy. I'm really enjoying it. Really, really nice. Sounds really All delicious. Right. Okay, that's long enough. I do right, have a beer of the enough. week, but it goes back. All right, let's hear it. goes back further than a week because it goes back to my Melbourne trip. It is from the um, the uh, trip to the mill. Um, I thought their beers were better than what was on tap at Beer Mash. Uh, I followed three big stouts in a row, and this was kind of the pick of all of them. Uh, it was disgorged. Um, it's a decadent, rich stout aged in eight months in ex Starwood Tawny Port barrels. Um, so mm. really delicious stout aged in port barrels, which I'm surprised we don't see more of. To be honest, I know bourbon gives you straight ahead notes. I think I think port's a better option for stout than than rum. That's just I think view. so too. I like port stuff. I like port. I've liked some cognac barrel stuff lately. Um, yep. I think you've. I think you're onto something there, Tony. Um, boy, what am I going to go with, huh? You know what? I got to pick a couple here that I just want to appreciate. Obviously, Cantillon Song Blue. Drink some of that in the last couple weeks here. That was awesome on draft. Um, I don't think it's quite as um, heavy. It's not as funky 
as the bottle, right? Because you're missing some of that secondary fermentation from the bottle. A little more punchy, but still, you know, delicious. Uh, it, it's what's the fruit? Is, oh, it's blue honeysuckle or ha- hoskop berries, um, which are quite strange looking little guys, but the, the beer was, was quite lovely. So got to shout that out. Um, I even want to give a local brewery a shout for making an amazing beer. I know I don't do that very often. But this week, um, Craft House put out their barrel-aged Lowlands Clan, which is a barrel-aged Scotch Ale, barley wine adjacent type thing. Um, so, and this year it's lovely. They did one batch barrel-aged in Heaven Hill barrels, one in Breckenridge barrels. I had both. They're both fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this. It's a five-star um, barrel-aged beer uh, that you can get in Vegas. Look at that. Pretty cool. And lastly, I drank a side project yesterday uh, called Single Farm. Uh, it is a dry-hopped farmhouse ale with New Zealand Cascade hops from Side Project. Dry as a bone, a little bit of hop flavor. It's a winner. So uh, probably the winner, I guess, is the Cantillon, but uh, those other two I just thought deserved a uh, little pub. So, Tony, our last segment of the day today is going to be some Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit, shit News. Hyper Beer Nerd Dork Shit News. Hyper Dirt Nerd Dirk Shirt News. Um, all right, Tony, so I want to do two lists today. Love we don't have a game, so we're just... We're just going to do listicles. No game today. We're going to preserve Tony's voice. So we got eight. We got eight or ten minutes here. Yeah. Let's take a look at these. First one I've got for you. We did. We did the beer Mount Rushmore last week um, for brewery Mount Rushmore, I guess. But I found this from Food and Wine: the twenty-five most important American craft beers ever brewed. Yep. Now I, I'm going to um, sort of go through and and talk about the stuff that I don't know. Um, not that I've tasted all these, but because being a home brewer, I have a fair knowledge of a few of these. Um, but I wish I should I should have made a sporkle quiz. I would love to have <laughs> seen how many of these you could have guessed. I, I I would think I'm not sure I would have guessed more than six. To okay. Be Ithaca Flower Power IPA. Have you had it? Do you know what it is? No idea. Okay. So 25 is from Ithaca called Flower Power IPA. Yep. No idea. Hop Devil, uh, familiar was, with it. Um, 90 minute, of course. Oh, Hop Devil's good. Yeah. Victory Hop Devil, uh, 90 minute. Geary's Pale Ale? Um, you know, I've never had it, but it's a pretty classic beer. It's yep. a uh, long standing, it's like an English pale. It's it's pretty, it's good. Okay. It's, but it's it's sort of an old school style. Okay, I love 21. Anchor Porter, yeah. Anchor Porter, be. wonderful beer, fantastic yeah. beer. Nodding Head. head ich Nodding bin. Head, ich, ich bin ein Berliner Weiss, no clue, not familiar. Uh, um, this is uh, from Philadelphia Brewery, Nodding Head. So I'm sure Max Allotman is just like yeah, pounding his fist on the table. Yeah. What the fuck? You don't know? You've never heard of this? Um Seven, uh, sorry, 19 is Widmer Hef. I'm familiar with Widmer. That was a big early brewery. Widmer Hef was a very popular beer for a long time, and I'm not sure what it tastes like now, but it is, um, it was a fine beer. Yep, 18 is a classic. 18 is a classic, Cuvée de Tome. um, That's the uh, Peaceport Lost Abbey, mainly Lost Abbey. Yeah. um, Famous sour beer. Um, Um, 17, of course. Another classic. Anchor Christmas. 17 is Anchor Christmas. We all love that. 
16. 16 is Alex. I know yeah, why. Alagas Cool Ship Resurgim. I've yeah. had this. Is it good? I've had Cool Ship Resurgim. Oh, it's amazing. Yep. This is like a lambic or like a goose style. Yep. Um, I know you can't say that, but it is. It's a it's a cool ship blended cool ship. Um, you can lambic. You can say it's that style. Like you you can't market it if you're the beer company, but we can say it is that style from the outside. Um, Oscar Blues Dale Pale Ale have no problem with that being the list. Because so, it's not the f- 25 best beers ever. That absolutely should be there for the impact it has. Iconic, yeah. Yep. I've never had um, the next beer. 14 is excellent. 14 is called Cellus White. Now, okay. this beer has been through the ringer of different things that have happened. So, um, Pierre, it's probably like Silly, I would guess, is the guy's name, but I always said Cellus. Um, this beer was, uh, this brewer was the original brewer for Ho, Ho Garden. Okay, yep. Um, and he got bought out, right? Yep. And he opened this brewery in Michigan, Cellus, and they made, they were, I believe they were in Michigan. And then um, they made this delicious white beer, and I drank this, and cha- it, was, it was available in Champagne when I was going to school there. And it was like, it, it was very Allagash-like, very coriander, lemon flavor. Yep. Um but but kind of nicely refined, and then and then that brewery sold. He sold that brewery to Miller, um, and then uh, now he's doing it again. He he opened another because they closed that brewery. Miller did because of course idiots. they did. Yep. And and he just opened another, or maybe it was his daughter. I think um, I'm not sure if he passed away, but it's opened in Austin now. So there's another. So so it's back. Yep. So. Um, They've been all over the place. Uh, 13 is La, La Folie. Yep. It's a classic. Um, you want to talk 12 about 12 is classics, one of our all-time. The, the next two are classics. All-time faves. Yeah, 12 is Sierra Nevada Celebration, all-time great beer that, you know, everybody loves. And 11 is Anchor Steam, uh, which we know is starting to, um, you know, it sounds like it's the death knell has come for Anchor with yeah, all their does, bad decision making of Sapporo. But yeah, it doesn't um, we'll make mean that beer is any less important for the impact ad for a good 30, 30 odd years. Uh, New Albion, I understand why it's on there, but really, um, uh, yeah, it hasn't really. I mean, it's been. Uh, I, I was it. It went away by the time I was born. Three yeah. years before I was born, there was no more New Albion. So, but I get why. Nine is Prima Pills. That's yeah. a fantastic beer, much beloved beer with a horrible rating, probably like three point three eight or some shit now on Untapped. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, three Floyd's Dark eight, Lord. Yeah, eight. I've had Dark Lord. I, it's not my favorite beer, but a wildly um, influential beer. Yep. Uh, I don't know if we ever have Hype Lords the way we do, um, or Shit Lords or whatever without Dark Lord. So. Um, Seven is another beer I've had more of than Tony Pliny the Elder, not to brag. Uh, seven is Pliny. So yeah. Six is Liberty Anchor Liberty Ale. That's going to be the highest anchor, I guess. Anchor Liberty. Yeah, Liberty I, I Ale. don't. Which, I don't get that one out of any of them, and you can say sure because it was an IPA and whatever else. Does it Five. introduce the Cascade Hop, Tony? That's kind of that's pretty. Okay. 1975. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I suppose. Um. Five is Heady Topper. Uh, and, you know, I think that's a little bit of recency bias, but it no. is a very influential beer. No, I don't think um, it's recency bias. That has, for however long this stays around, that is 
is really the the sort of you can say it's the it's sort of the fork in the road that created this cloudy right. beer acceptability. Um, whether you want to call it New England style, whatever, it allowed cloudy beers to be for the mass public to be acceptable. So I think it's a super important beer just on that. And then you get into the style of New England IPA that that may hang around, may not. I think it's super important. Um, And it tastes amazing. Yeah, it tastes amazing. I think think it's a fair placement. Yeah. And top four here, four is Allagash White. You can't argue with that from an influential standpoint and a – just great thing to drink standpoint. Bourbon County. Three is Bourbon County brand stout. Uh, I'm not sure I like it above Allagash White, but that's okay. I do think it's a it's again it's another wildly important beer. Yeah, I think it's um, it's more important than Allagash White. Well, Allagash White re, redefined palates. This redefined what a what people were willing to do for a, a good beer. Right, people are height. standing in line for it. Yeah. It's fair enough. Yeah. Good. Um, and then two is Boston Lager. I get uh, it, but I do. But I don't like it. I, I, yeah, I don't care for it. Yeah. So. And number one is number one. I think is just about right. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale can't argue with that. Really. Like that to me is like they are. It is the Rolling Stone of beers. Um, or who can still like redefine themselves even like 30 years after the beer should have gone out of style. Like that beer is still fundamentally the same beer that was released, but it's still in style. I, I don't get how they do that. That's that's a magic trick to me. Yeah, I think they tweak it just a little bit all the oh, time so that it's, um, you know, it's still got its character, but it's not too dated feeling. Because yeah. I was drinking it recently and I'm like, you know, this does have like the elements that I like about Neo West Coast IPA too. Like it's pretty dry um, but it's drinks, always been you know, drier than most. Yeah, no, of course it is. Yeah, but it just they're they're they're, they're it fits. It just yep. it's just nice. They're doing a nice job. Okay, enough right. of the good. So news. last thing we'll do. Let's do what Beer Engine does best, and that's shit on people. Yeah, shit on shit macro on people, Fuck you, planet Earth. Um, uh, this is well, we did twenty five of the most important beers. Now we've got the twenty-five. These are the twenty-five worst beers in the world. This has been this has been fact according to uh, uh, this has been fact-checked by medical and diet professionals to reflect accuracy. Just so you guys know, I don't want you guys to think you're not getting everything you could out of this. This is from Megan Cameron, published a mere two days after the most influential twenty-five beers. So we're we're not dealing with anything, you know. These two things are are right, you know. These are peas in a pod. These yeah. are forever forever in married in the. Yep. These are forever bounded in the Annals content universe. Yeah. Right. That's right. Okay. So let's bang them out. Let's. let's but we'll we'll yep. give each one its due. Um, anything that we need to talk about, we will talk about in a little bit more detail. Um, we'll kick it off with Bud Light Select, which we spoke about not that long ago. I love the can. Probably hate the product inside. Yeah, it. I, I actually, in, it, in the grand scheme of buds, um, it's not. It's fine. I'd rather yeah. drink this than Bud Light, but sure, it's it's not good. 
Uh, 24 is a famously disgusting thing. Keystone Ice, um, which is just like a higher alcohol version of Keystone. Yep. Um, This definitely has a ethanol flavor to it to me. Uh, I haven't had one since I was 19, probably. (laughs) So, pass. Uh, 23 I've never heard of, so I will just... Blast through this one. Sleeman Clear from Sleeman Breweries Limited. This is a low-carb beer brewed in Canada. Hey. Um, it's, uh, there's just, it says there's nothing off here, but there's nothing at all. Tastes light water with a slight lagery additive. Um, actually, I might like this as a casino beer. I'd like Michelob Ultra, so if we could just fit this into the Sunset Station fridge, that'd be awesome. Uh, here Now we're getting to the dregs. 22 is Red Dog from Miller... Brewing. This is a beer that comes in a big 40 ounce, 32 ounce jug that you put in a paper bag and you walk on, walk around um, Boulder Highway holding um, in your shopping cart. Uh, it's it's really gross. 21 is a shocker to me. 21 is Coors Light, Colorado Coors Light, which I'm not sure I agree with that it's one of the 25 worst beers. Coors Light. It doesn't. It's nothing. It's fleeting. In nature, it has Metallic like a light bite. lager taste. What? Metallic hop bite. Yeah. One beer advocate, Raider, sums it up. Its best qualities are its carbonation and ability to drink cold on a hot day. I mean, yeah. okay. That's fine. Uh, I drank a Miller High Life yesterday. It was delicious because it was 112 degrees yesterday. So You had, um, isn't that the banquet beer? Yeah, Coors, Coors oh. Banquet. Coors Heavy is the banquet beer. Oh, well, uh, Miller is, High Life is the champ, champagne, champagne of beers. Champagne of beers. Damn it. Number 20 doesn't... I mean, number 20 is unfair. It's O'Doul's. Yep. So it doesn't even have alcohol, so we're just going to blast right past that. Keystone. Uh, number, number 19 is Keystone Heavy. Keystone yep. Lager. This used to come in a red can. I'm not sure it still does. Um, this was a rare acquisition in college. Sometimes this would find its way onto our disgusting floor. Uh... Red can Keystone. It's bad. I mean, any Keystone is bad. Uh, now we're getting into... Car- okay, tell me, you might be familiar with this. Carlton Cold. This beer is... Carlton Cold from Carlton United. Carlton- this looks like an Australian thing here. It certainly is CBR, our, our big gorilla uh, brewery. Uh, yeah. You guys would know them for the Foster's brand. Um, this beer was crap. Its big marketing gimmick was that it was brewed... Uh, or or filtered below zero, so they oh, just had brewed to, cold. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a Coors Light, some Coors Light jargon. Yeah, yeah, um, a truly tasteless beer. But here's the thing: I don't think it's any worse than the current crop of Great Northern. Um, I think they're both ass beers. We will get you to be trying some Great Northern while you're out here to see how it yeah, match, matches up with all this other crap that you're familiar with. I fully plan. I, every time I go anywhere, I try to drink the shit beer, so it's yep. important to do that, I think. Well, in the past, have uh, you drunk the shit beer that is Corona Light? I have had this, Corona Light. This was a popular um, in Champagne, also at the at a bar called the Clybourne, a Corona Night. It was a buck. You could drink some Corona and Corona Light. You toss a lime in there. You put your thumb in the top, Tony. You turn it upside down. And you kind of infuses the lime taste. You get a vacuum, and it pushes the lime down through the beer. Um, so kind of like a cool Miller Chill beer. And uh, maybe, 
maybe not quite as lime heavy as a BLL or a Miller Chill, um, but uh, it was fine. It, it got you through the night. Uh, one thing that does happen with Corona is if it's more than like a day old, it will taste skunked because it's in the fucking clear bottles. So they'll put this thing in the sun. Um, 16 is Keystone Premium. This is, I, I'm not familiar with this. Uh, so um, it's another Keystone. So probably bad. I wonder well, now how we much, get to a fun one, Tony. How much the yeah. premium actually cost versus the regular Keystone? Yeah, well, let's get it a would have been a great difference in price. Premium, premium price. Let's look. Keystone Premium. Oh, this is in a black can. Let's look at Drizzly. Great name. Um, Keystone Premium. Oh, dude, I can't even get this here. Yeah. Um, premium 30-pack. Oh, is this the red can one? This is a red can one, even though the list has <laughs> it right. in a blue can. Uh, it's uh, $17.45, it says. Yep. Um, it's on BevDirect.com. That's roughly so the price that. I'm getting, but nobody's got <laughs> it in stock. I think it's been discontinued. Gee, there's a yeah, I think a lot of these were discontinued, the, the key, fancy keystones and stuff. Yep. 15, Bud Light and Clamato Chilada. Uh, this is a mix-em-up of Bud Light with with clam juice, like vegetable clam juice. Um, Which I've had. So it's, it's like a bloody beer. I mean, I've had micheladas before. Have you had um, this beer? I've had this beer in Vegas. No. You had this in Vegas? Yeah. Yep. Picked what it up at think? an ABC store one, one morning. Good morning beer, actually. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's a it's a good hangover beer. Um, I've not had this, but I've had the mixture of beer, cheap beer, and and tomato juice. So, um, I'm out. Fourteen is Michelob Ultra. Disagree. Uh, Michelob Ultra has no taste, so I don't know what it could be so bad about it. Um, Next few beers are kind of in the same pass. league. Bush Light. Thirteen is Bush Light. I think Bush Light has a slightly worse taste. Um, and I've learned this from people at Anheuser Busch who, who will go unnamed. Bush Light is just Bud Light that didn't pass testing, huh? didn't pass flavoring. Man, it's true. There you go. It's, it's Bud Light did not get across the line for flavor. Now, how <laughs> much are you saving? Is it much of a discount on Bush Light? I know it is cheaper. I mean, it is cheaper. Um, what the Bush Light? Let's see, Bush Light. Six pack. What's a six pack price? It's got to be like eleven ninety nine. There's a six pack of Tallboy cans. Oh. Six ninety nine. <laughs> so you get six sixteen ounce cans. Okay. Yep. For for seven bucks. So that's pretty. That's pretty cheap. Um, if you want the bottles at Target, you're paying seven ninety nine for a six pack. That's actually a little bit overpriced to me. I think I'd go with the free Bud Light fifteen pack. Yeah. Would be my choice. Are you three um, bucks or two bucks? Two bucks and one Then you cent. got Bud Ice. I don't know if they're still making Bud Ice. I don't think so. Maybe. 5.5%. 5, 5. 5%. Yowza. Next one, 5.9. Um, bush Ice. We got Bush Ice in a tall boy can, 5.9%. Some of these ice beers, these cheap ones, used to have a – I swear to God, they tasted like you poured some vodka in it. Like there is a yep. strong – Alcohol flavor, unpleasant. Uh, ten is Bud Woke Bud Light. Woke Bud Light comes at number ten. Hey, four four point two zero percent, 
420, baby. Blaze it. Um, nine, Milwaukee's best light. I've had this, of course. Um, it's not good. Uh, but oh, is it as bad as Miller 64? While the flavor of this light beer leaves most reviewers flat, the texture isn't bad. One reviewer called it almost champagne-like in a Miller High Life kind of way. Excellent carbonation retention all the way through, contributing to that clingy head. No slick, oily finish. Well, that's cool. No, don't ask um, Miller 64, uh, this is only 2.8%. So this is supposed to be, I think, a competitor to Michelob Ultra, but only 2.8% is not delivering the booze content that you might get from Mick Ultra. Uh, but it is only 64 calories. I think I did have, I think this used to be called MGD 64, but now it's just Miller 64. Um, oh, now here's a good one. This is called uh, Beer 30 Light. Uh, I think this was something that was only a Walgreens product, a Walgreens okay. brand beer. Uh, it's called Beer 30. Um, it can't be good. Tastes of sugary water and slight grain flavors. That's cool. Uh, number six is Natty Ice. Black can Natty. Uh, that's going to be some hardcore shit. Number five is Keystone Light, probably the beer I drank the most of when I was in school. A lot of this, a lot, a lot of this uh, at temperatures varying across the spectrum. Uh, it's quite, quite poor. Number four, another non-alcoholic beer, Sharps. Uh, why are we doing non-alcoholic beer on here? I understand. Nope. Number three is Natty Light. Classic. Again, you'll notice uh, this Natty Light is the one that didn't make it to Bush Light. If you're wondering when you're doing the runoff, so you okay. have Bud Light, Bud Light, Bush Light, Natty Light. Number two is the previously mentioned Bud Select 55. Um, 55 calories. Take that, Miller. Fuck you. And then number one. Oh my God! It is a separate beer. Is MGD the worst beer in the world? According to this, is MGD 64, which I drank once. I at like a shitty Irish bar in Chicago and I don't think it had any taste. It doesn't have any alcohol, really. It's got 2% alcohol. And only 64 uh, calories. Re reviewers certainly didn't hold back when it came to their distaste for this Miller uh, light lager. Look, any beer that has its caloric intake in the name wasn't made to be good. Uh, fair enough. I tend to agree um, with that statement. Yeah, usually that's not you know, a, a good sign. So there you go. The 25 most influential beers followed by the 25 worst beers. Tell us what you think. Are these the worst beers? I'm going to go with, I don't, I'm not sure. I think you could have fit a few more beer thirties on this list. Maybe uh, now, I don't get why the non-alcoholics are on there, but that's fine. Can I set you a task? Sure. Can I get you to consult with your friend, Mr. Chat GPT to come okay. up with, this is a long-term project for next week. Come up with the 25 worst beers and then write a list about these 25 worst beers and see what he comes up with. All right, that's a good idea, Tony. We'll do the chat GPT 25 worst beers and uh, it'll be, you know, we'll see if they come up can come up with something better than Megan Cameron or whatever the hell her name was. Yeah, and let's see. I've checked. Let's see if me and Cameron actually uh, wrote this article or she just used ChatGPT to pump out an article. 
I mean, you know what? For what they're paying you for shit like this as a freelancer, I think I would just have ChatGPT do it, honestly. So. Yep. Uh, all right, Tony. Why don't uh, you know what? I'll tell people how they can get a hold of us. All right. Um, if you would like to email us, you can do that. It's beerengineshow at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on the internet or the World Wide Web, uh, beerengineshow.com, uh, where you will find these episodes posted and also links to all of our stuff, like our Discord. And you can click on the little video game controller, join our Discord, chit chat with us on there. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Beer Engine Pod. And another good place to find us, low risk, uh, potential reward is on Untapped. Uh, Tony over there, he's uh, at uh, what are you, Saint Ma's, right? Legend. And yep. I am, I am Griff AD on Untapped. Griff with two Fs, AD, and you can uh, hang out and look at what beers we're drinking. Sometimes, if I remember to check them in, and that I think is good enough, Tony. Uh, how? You know what? You got any last coughs or words you want to throw out there? Oh, no. Thank you for putting up with me, people, if you made it this far. Uh, it was good to get back on the air. Sorry about last week. Uh, I was even worse than this last week, so sorry. Pretty good. It was classic. Uh, all right. We will be back next week with some Seltzer Bracket talk. Uh, until then, so long. Farewell.